Hello and welcome to the Autism in Real Life podcast. In each episode, you'll get practical strategies by taking a journey into the joys and challenges of life with autism. I'm your host, Ilya Walsh, and I'm an educator and the parent of two young adults, one of which is on the autism spectrum. Join me as I share my experience and the experiences of others so that we may see the unique gifts and talents of individuals on the autism spectrum fully recognized. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Elia with Autism in Real Life. And today I'm super excited. I have um, guests here with me. I have the director and the lead actor from the upcoming film Tyson's Run. And I was lucky enough to get a sneak peek at that, which I enjoyed very much. But before we start getting totally into that, I want to give a warm welcome to Kim Bass, who's an Emmy-nominated screenplay and teleplay writer, best known for his work on In Living Color, Sister, Sister, and the Nickelodeon sitcom Keenan and Kel. Um, and another warm welcome to Major Dodson, who is best known for his role of Sam Anderson on AMC's international hit, The Walking Dead, and other projects including Left Behind, American Horror Story, and Revolution. So thank you both for being here with me today. Um, you know, I did, like I said, I was lucky enough to see a preview of the film. And I have uh, I have a very warm spot in my heart <laughs> for this for this film and for this topic. Um, but I think my my first question is to you, Kim, as the writer and director. Um, can you share a little bit about how this movie came to be and why it was important to you to make it? Yeah. First of all, thank you for uh, having us. Uh, we really appreciate that and having this opportunity to speak about you know, a film that is very special, I, I think, to both of us and many people who worked hard on the picture. The, the nugget or the sort of the spark for the idea that became Tyson's Run was literally a conversation with a little boy who didn't want to run anymore because all of the other boys in his class in school could run much faster. So when they would start out running, he would always get left behind and rather than struggle to keep up, would just give up. And that conversation just hit me a certain way. And I thought about that. And then eventually that nugget of an idea uh, grew into what became Tyson's run. And of course, things that were happening in society were there's so much judgment of other people and those who can do things and those who can't do things and those who are a certain way, look a certain way, move a certain way, live in a certain area. It all just sort of, sort of congealed in my mind that a story about a family could be a microcosm for what's going on in society and the acceptance of those who are perceived to be different and those some people need you know, more help in one direction than in another direction, but all people should be allowed to be free, should be allowed to flourish and become the best version of themselves without any prejudice, without any sort of 
forethought of what they can be and what they can't be. And so uh, Tyson's run was born. I mean, Major, I don't know if you want to add anything to that for yourself from your perspective. I think it is just what Kim said. It's a very good movie about that, you know, not judging people for preconceived notions of who you think they should be or are. Um, Yeah, I think you explained it very nicely. Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's funny. I I have notes in front of me, but now I'm jumping all over the place because it it brought to to me, um, there's some very powerful phrases in the movie, or at least that I felt were powerful for me. And one of them is by the character Akilu. And uh, what he says to Tyson's parents is that Tyson does not set limits on him, on himself and neither should you. And I think this goes to your point, Kim, about how we may perceive or even as parents, I mean, I have a, an adult son who is on spectrum um, and how we want to protect our kids. We want to make the world a safe place. Um, but sometimes in doing that, we, we're creating limits that we don't realize and we impose certain expectations that we don't mean to, but we do. And I think, Kim, your point there is um, to not have that and to be free of that so people can um, move to their highest potential, as I say, or you know, live their, their fullest life. Oh, absolutely. And though, you know, parents love their children, but it doesn't mean they're not holding them back sometimes based upon their perceived notion of what love is and what protection is of their child. And especially you, you spoke about your adult son who is on, on spectrum and I'm sure you dearly love him and probably want the world not to do any damage to him whatsoever, but by protecting him with pillows and clouds and, you know, don't do that. Something might happen to you. Well, you know, in a, in a way it's counterintuitive, right? You, you probably aren't protecting him all that well. Of course you have to do the basics, but allowing every person, everyone has gifts, everyone has skills and everyone has hopes and dreams that we might not understand. But if you allow them to have their freedom and not protect them so much. And then certainly society not putting people down and society not, you know, judging them in a way that keeps them from fulfilling their own sort of hopes and aspirations. Uh, People of all stripes and of all abilities, I believe, can achieve great things. And that's sort of the message in this movie is that, you know, the, the students at school need to allow other students to be themselves, not to bully them because they perceive them to be different. And I I think it's important that uh, a lesson that can be taken from this picture is, I think Tyson, his character says something about, you know, doing, just do, just the concept of do, letting him do. And nothing specific, just let me do. And I think that's, that's an important sort of element to the, to the film. And hopefully, you know, folks take some of that feeling with them when they leave the theater. And it's not just about, you know, some children who may have challenges, just in general, let your neighbor do, let your loved ones do. Um, so that's sort of the, the yeah, message. no, definitely. And I think, um, you know, like you said, I think the lesson for me as a parent, my son is, is now 23 years old. Um, but it does, uh, 
with that like aging into adulthood and i think the movie has a critical time as well in this you know the the high school setting is a huge transition period where sometimes we tend to clamp down a little bit tighter and the world seems to get a little scarier as we start moving into that adulthood but i think the movie does a great job of showing a lot of the challenge that exists in a high school. I find that they can be super intimidating. Um, and all the expectations that are placed on you, like what happens when you leave? Um, and I think the setting uh, of the film really gives, um, like a, just like you said, like a little sliver of what that would look like for all students and not just, you know, someone who might have autism, but someone in the high school setting and how everyone's sort of navigating this world and how families are sort of also doing the best they can supporting or managing their own struggles and challenges. And um, Major, you know, I'm curious, as someone who is on Spectrum, how does it feel playing uh, an autistic character? Um, it was just a nice challenge for me. I never played a character like Tyson before. Um, and of course, nowadays in you know, this much more diverse climate where you can cast people who are actually you know, fit for the role that they're portraying, um, you know, back in the 80s or the 70s, I mean, you couldn't find a kid and have them say, oh, well, I'm on, I'm on the spectrum, so it'll be okay. It, it, the 70s casting director will say, why does that matter? That doesn't mean anything. Um, but it, it is just nice to have that level of personal connection. Like, okay, at one point I was like Tyson. Um, I had my social issues. I had to grow and become who I am now. Um, it's just nice to have that relationship with the character and know that I am on the spectrum and that this is something to do with representation as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so it... I'm curious what part of that challenge is. Um, I'm wondering, did it did it um, bring you back to some place that you know where you feel like you've kind of built more skill, or was it just that it was a completely diverse character? I think it was more like it was just a completely diverse character. Um, for some of the school parts, you know, when I'm interacting with the other kids, and Tyson doesn't exactly know what the cues are or how to make himself presented like the other kids. I mean, there was definitely elements of that. And I kind of made the connection there. Like, okay, this happened to me sometimes when I was younger. Um, yeah, there was some elements of that. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, one of the things that struck me visually with the film was that there were some scenes that, um, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, so please let me know, um, where I feel like you're really capturing some of what the sensory experience would be like in a variety of circumstances, at least from how it's been described to me and how I personally have experienced some sensory overload. So I'm I'm wondering what that was like and what the thinking was in bringing that to your audience. So I'll jump in here and then Major can jump in as well. That that was intentional to show that the world, though it's the same, it's taken in differently. 
right? It, the the way that the under the, the way that a person on the spectrum, and of course, it's, we use the mm-hmm. word spectrum because it's so broad. But certain people on uh, persons on the spectrum certainly consume what is thrown at them in a way that might be different than others consume it. And so we tried to show that there were actually times where you're very perceptive because there are times when it was uh, Tyson's point of view, we actually used a slightly different camera setting so that there was a little bit of a enhancement, a little bit more of a flutter to the, to the picture and so it, it, it sort of comes at you in, in, in waves, almost like tiles. And so it's, it's, most people won't even notice it, but subconsciously they will. And so you're absolutely right. His, his POV of looking at everything was shot specifically with a setting that was for that character. And then, of course, you know, major, you know, having had the experience he had growing up and being on the spectrum himself brought so much organic feel to what we were doing. So sometimes it was almost as if he could lead and then based upon what Major was doing, we could then adjust the camera to sort of follow his lead because we knew what he was doing was was true, was was genuine. And and you talked about this role. I'd like to say this part so that folks understand. We, as a production, did not set out specifically to cast someone on the spectrum, someone who had experience with autism. We were casting for the best actor for the role. And Major came in and auditioned. He prepared. He came in and his audition was magnificent. We actually auditioned, if I'm not mistaken, one, uh, 262 different young men for the role. And it was very clear that Major would bring something special to the role. So after the decision was made that he was Tyson is when we actually found out Tyson. he was on the spectrum. And I think that makes a bigger statement than anything else. This was not a, this was not a, a gimme because of this was an actor came in, prepared properly for the role, and then gave a great audition. And so the bonus, if I might call it that, is that he's actually on the spectrum so that we're not bombarded with, why mm-hmm. did you cast that person? Uh, so, so kudos to Major. I, I, I want you know the viewing audience to understand that he, he was allowed, as we were, were talking about this, by his parents to take acting lessons, and he became a very good actor. And like any other actor, he got a script and did his homework and came in and auditioned for the role and didn't come in with some <laughs> card saying, hey, I'm on the spectrum, hire me. That was not the, that was not the case. He just came in and auditioned for the role. Right. So, Major, you might want to add to that. Yeah, but. yeah it, was, it was absolutely like a bonus. Um, I mentioned it in passing to Lisa Hamill, the casting director. Um, like right as I was leaving the audition, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I'm on the spectrum, by the way. Um, so yeah, it just kind of worked out very nicely. Yeah. Do you feel that, um, I mean, I guess this, this might be a silly question, but I'm just curious, when you read the script and prepared, did you feel like, 
oh, well, I get this because I've, I've experienced some of these things or I can resonate with some of what's in this. Um, so do you feel like your preparation would have been different than some of the other characters that you've played? Only to a certain extent. Um, I mentioned before that it was more of a, just a relation to some of the experiences I did have. For the most part, preparing for Tyson was just creating Tyson, like my interpretation of this character. Um, the relation kind of just tied into the more deep, almost spiritual, I don't, I don't think that's the right word, but and yeah, deeply personal sort of connection to Tyson. It was, oh, this is somewhat like what happened to me when I was younger. I didn't know what to do exactly to please all the other kids in schools, make them think, oh yeah, he, he's, he's, he's the cool guy. Um, I just didn't know that for the longest time. So that, it was more of just a, okay, I had some similar experiences. So I don't know, maybe I'll work a little bit of that into it. Yeah, so, so it makes me think a little bit. Um, Kim, you know, why a story about a family with an autistic son? I'm just curious why that topic. It's not a common topic unless someone's trying to send a very particular message. And it is super impactful that you have an autistic actor. And I, I know, and, and it's great that it was, um, it was organic. And I really love that it happened that way. Um, but there are oftentimes people, you know, and some of my listeners will say, well, you know, if you're going to have an autistic character, and I know there's been some backlash in the media recently about this, then you need to cast someone who knows. And, and you know, I'm just curious that it is, a, it is an interesting type of character to create and the story is eh, kind of central to it, but not like totally. But, but like, I think, I don't know, I'm just curious about that. Well, I did some research and an element of the research, it rang true, but it was also sad at the same time. And that was that, and I, and I talked to various um, friends. I have friends who have children who are on the spectrum. And I, one sort of, I wouldn't, I'd hate to call it uh, a central theme, but it occurred to me that oftentimes the father has a more difficult sort of uh, understanding and the ability to deal with their children who are on the spectrum than the mother does. And that might be stereotyping it a bit, but that seemed to be a theme that was constant, that the fathers seemed to struggle a little bit more with it. And then in particular, fathers with sons. And so I thought that that dynamic played out on screen would have just a little more punch than some other version of the same story. Uh, and I, and I felt that, uh, you know, you could push a little more and you could pull a little more. And I think folks could relate to it, um, slightly more. And so it was set up that there would be a mother doting on her son and then a father who is, you know, for all intents and purposes, an, an NFL hopeful who didn't make it because of an injury, but quote unquote, you know, the man's man, the, the athlete, and then having a son 
It's not that his son really so much can't follow in his footsteps because of his own particular failures. He has a son he he can't utilize to to live vicariously through for his own purposes a bit. So I just thought it made it a m- much more complex a complex story. But I, I'd like to share a story with you though. We test screened the picture in Texas in Houston um, before it was c- fully complete. And there was a wonderful test audience and there was a father who came out of the screening with a daughter and his daughter had her own challenges. I believe she had Down syndrome, probably about 15 years of age. And he sort of ushered her into the ladies room in the lobby and then came over to me and wanted to shake my hand and thank me for making the film. And he said, seeing this movie makes me understand that I need to be a better father to my daughter. And then he gave me a hug and cried on my shoulder. And his daughter then comes out of the ladies room and he put his arms around her and then walked out of the, the theater. And so, you know, it made it, made it all sort of worthwhile to, to have brought that picture there. And I'm hoping they're doing, doing well or even better than they were doing before they saw the film. But there was an example of a father. Right. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, the movie definitely struck me in certain places, you know, through the mother's eyes, through the father's eyes, um, through some of the other people in Tyson's life, like the way that was um, sort of set up, as well as the challenges that are in there and the joy. And I think that's something that I, you know, try to bring through this work that I do and through my other nonprofit work um, is to show that there are just because there might be some challenges, just like with everyone and all of life, we can pull the threads of joy and we can build closer connections to the people that we love and the people that we care about. Um, and I think this film does that really well. And I, I thank you, Kim, for sharing that story because it's it's really powerful. It's the kind of work that I do every day that I hope you know impacts people. Um, if we get one story like that, it's always a really, a really positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I hope there are many more, many more stories like that. I think a major is, you know, maybe unwittingly so, but you become a bit of an ambassador by just, by just doing what he does, which is act. He's an actor. He's a, you know, young man who decided that that's what he wanted to do at a very young age. He can tell you his story about how he became an actor, but you know, the fact that, you know, he happens to be on the spectrum to me is he happens to be on the spectrum. What does not define him. What right. defines him is, it's not me. is his right. role. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm really curious about the acting piece because I know so many um, people that I've worked with have gotten so much benefit out of the arts in general and particularly acting. I'm curious how, you know, what made you interested in acting? And I, I see you've been acting since a young age. So I'm curious, like, what was the draw for you there? Well, it, like you said, it was, it was from a very young age. It was about six years old. Um, to really get into it at the time um when, when i was growing up and i didn't really understand what moderation was um <laughs> i would have these phases where i would have a certain obsession usually it was something involving transportation 
of vehicles. Um, so I would just memorize all these things about you know, this particular, like, oh, this locomotive for this car. Um, I'd have books, you name it. Um, and at the time, it was trains. So I could tell you anything about trains. And we had seen the, I think it was Robert Zemeckis. I can't remember. It was years ago. But we had seen the newest Christmas Carol movie. Um, I think it was the motion capture, like, 3D one. And they did this event with Amtrak, I believe, where they toured around the country with a train full of, like, props that they made that were like, oh, look, it was in the movie. Um, and then people, tons of kids were there. And so we went, and I saw these things in these trains, and I was like, whoa, that's really cool. Um, and around the same time, back in Dallas, where we were living there, uh, the local theater production company was doing a production of A Christmas Carol. And so it kind of nicely coincided. So my mom, I had told her before that I want to be an actor. Uh, I think we saw Bolt, um, the movie with, you know, the Disney movie. And so I was feeling inspired. You know, I was feeling invigorated to do this. And so uh, she reached out and I got an audition. Um, and they were holding these auditions for kids to play parts. If you went there and you sang a song, just did anything, you would get a part. So it was kind of perfect, you know. Little little old me wasn't the greatest actor at the time. So if I went up there and sang, I would get to participate and feel nice. Um, so I told the casting director lady once I was up on stage that I would sing Thank You for the Music by ABBA because my mom was very much into Mamma Mia at the time. So I got up on stage and I told the lady, all right, I'm going to sing Thank You for the Music, but I'm only going to sing one word and I won't dance. <laughs> and so she was kind of bewildered, like, what do you mean just one word? You mean a verse? I said, yeah, fine. So I sang a little bit of it, didn't dance, stayed true to my word there. Uh, and I got the role of Tiny Tim. So we did that for a while. And um, <laughs> that's kind of just how it started, kind of snowballed into That's doing awesome. commercials thank you for sharing that um so i'm i'm wondering you know, as we're, we're, we're having our time together i'm curious like what you hope um and i you know i want to talk about the film but i don't want to give anything away so i what i'm what i'm what i'm wondering is how what do you hope that families can kind of take and i know kim you mentioned a few things earlier um right but what are you hoping that families will take from this story or or anyone watching the film really Oh, I hope that they take away from the picture the impetus to sort of do self-inventory of their own families and the, what they're doing right, things that they could be maybe doing better, and then allow that to spread to the neighbors and to their community as a whole, which is let's not just do well for our own selves, for our own children. Let's do the best we can for them, but let's also make sure that we're the kind of people who are doing the best for our neighbors and for society as a whole, where we're not judging other people by who they love, what they do, how they look, what money they have, what money they don't have, what their political beliefs are, what their religious beliefs are. Allow all people to be themselves and have the freedom to express themselves and to, I like to use the word flourish, to flourish, to 
to blossom, to fly. Let, let everyone fly because everyone can if given the opportunity. And so I hope that that's sort of the takeaway that, you know, we're all in this thing together and ain't none of us getting out of it alive. But so let's have a good time while we're here. And, you know, a good time doesn't mean you just have a good time. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that we, we all, we all are allowed to do the best that we can. We all are allowed to love, to laugh and to live and not be shackled in any way, shape or form, not physically, not emotionally, not spiritually. And so I know that's a lot to ask, but if I think they can enjoy the picture and those little things will seep in. And, and I want folks to understand this is not a preachy film. This is a film that has heart, has inspiration, and it, it leaves you feeling good as you walk out of the theater and you've enjoyed it. You've enjoyed the arc and the journey that this family's gone on. And I think then you can sort of apply certain things to your, to your own family. You know, a lot of hard work uh, and effort went into making this, you know, Major, uh, he's Tyson, but he's surrounded by some fantastic actors who breathe such life into the picture. We have Rory Cochran, Amy Smart, Layla Felder, Reno Wilson, Claudia Zavallos. You know, we have just such, uh, and then Barkhad Abdi, who becomes his mentor. You know, they all came to the project because they liked the material. And then gave space to each other as actors. You know, actors do their own thing, but they, they were generous to one another to allow each other to sort of be who they needed to be as actors and emote what their truth is. And then they were all surrounded and supportive of, of Major uh, as he, you know, played the lead role. And so we all had a good time. And I just, I just think that that translates to a film where families and people will have a good time watching it, but also. Yeah. So it sounds like the cast itself sort of modeled what you said about doing a self inventory, right. And be, and being, um, sort of not just doing it with yourself but or with the people close to you, but also with everyone around you and sort of just, you know, I, I mean, to, to, to say just be kind is kind of seems, it seems too simplistic of words. Um, and I think there is a, another line where um, Major as Tyson says, you know, I like, I like the way you say things um, to Akilu also. Um, because as, also not just as the mentor, I feel like he is uh, sort of the character that has a lot of introspection and a lot of this inner wisdom that he's sharing and sort of helping to bring this family together. But in saying those words, I think that's sort of, it made me think about myself and how, how do I say things to other people and how do I allow space, like you said, for other people to just be um, in, in the space that we are sharing together. And so, you know, there are those, those little really golden nuggets that are in there that I, that I very much appreciated. And, you know, Major, I'm, I, I want to kind of come back to you. Um, you know, what are you hoping that people take from this, from this film? Same thing that Kim said. Um, it's just a very positive, uplifting movie with a good message um, that anybody can enjoy. And I think that's really nice to have nowadays because past years have not been easy for anybody. Um, I mean, if you manufacture masks, maybe, 
but I don't. So and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and that, hand sanitizer. Yeah, unless, unless you manufacture plastic bottles for hand sanitizer. I don't think, you know, a lot of people have had some struggles these past two years and losses, I'm sure. Um, so coming back out of that, I mean, we filmed this back three years ago, but that doesn't change anything. I mean, I still think this is a very positive, nice movie that has a lot of hopeful themes in it. And I hope that's just what people take away from it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you're right. In, in, in the world that we're in today, and as I think we, whatever re-entry looks like or whatever the new normal looks like, um, I think we can definitely take some of these messages with us. And um, so I, I really definitely want to make sure people know, um, I, I know that the release date is March 11th. And so where will people be able to, to watch this in the new world that we have now? <laughs> In, in the new world, this is exclusively in theaters. The initial release is, as you said, on March 11th, Friday, March 11th. It's nationwide. It's select theaters, but nationwide, it will be in hundreds and hundreds of theaters across the country. So folks just really just have to, you know, Google their local theaters and find it, or they can go to TysonRun.com and you know, type in their own zip codes and the closest theater will come up. They can even purchase the tickets online or purchase them directly at their theaters, but it will be pretty awesome. much everywhere. So if they want to see it, everybody will be able to see it, but it is exclusively in theaters for the first uh, certain run of the, of the release. And, um, and we're hoping that a lot of folks will see it. It'll be in theaters all over Latin America. That includes, yeah, that's terrific, right? Five or 600 theaters. And in some theaters in, in Europe as well. So if you want to see Tyson's run, and yes. you should, <laughs> you, right. you'll be able to see it. And we're, we're, we're looking forward to support from, you know, a very diverse fan base. And I think it'll be well worth their time and well worth the dollars that they need to spend in order. Yeah, to Yeah. And especially picture. so many people still probably haven't yet gone to the movies since, um, you know, in the last couple of years, I think to have a feel good movie to come back to is, um, would be a really beautiful thing. So, um, thank you so much for joining me today. And I really appreciate you both being here. I'm just wondering if there's anything else that you want to add before we say goodbye to our listeners. Major, you go first. <laughs> Uh, thanks for tuning in. Listen, let's talk about this movie. We've all worked very hard on it, and I'm extremely happy to hear so much positive reception. Hopefully you come back from it with positive reception as well. Absolutely. Thank you. And I would just like to thank Major for doing such a great job on the picture. And then for you, Ilya, for people like you who have the challenges you have being the mother that you are, and obviously you care enough to create you know, this show in order to get the word out. And then supporting what I believe is a, is a good picture wouldn't be so um, presumptive to call it a, you know, a necessary film, but it's a good film, it's entertaining. And I believe this is the kind of picture that puts something good out there, like drops a little pebble in a big pond, but it's a ripple that I think folks will enjoy. So I appreciate the invite to being on your show, and I hope that people can find this picture and enjoy it. And uh, we really appreciate the support. So thank you. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you so much. So I'm looking forward to to more. I'll probably see it again with other people. So. <laughs>
it's different in a theater, right? Exactly. So, right. <laughs> that, that's, that community, that communal experience is Absolutely. what we're looking for. Together, like I said. Thank you so much and have a great, um, great rest of your day. You too. Thank you very much. All right. Take care. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to Autism in Real Life. This is Ilya Walsh, and if you like the show, please hit subscribe so you can get notified each time a new episode is released. I also offer training, consultations, and parent coaching, and would love to help you in any way that I can. You can check out my offerings at thespectrumstrategy.com, and when you join my email list, you can get a code to receive a discount off of an online class or a coaching session. Looking forward to hearing from you. Take care and see you next time.